Love you, Marco. Uh, more impressions, please. <laughs> I like your stuff. It's much more spicy and interesting. Where the hell did that come from? Oh, I love you, Marco. Oh, my God. You're a great interviewer, a great conversationalist. I just never forgot you. <laughs> <laughs> Babel Bullshit and Beyond is a new podcast hosted by me, Marco Kiris, conversing about my cage wage whirlwind ways and my perspective of the film biz during those days. A fun, fluff-filled funk with guests relating to all things film biz. Today on the show, we have Pete Antico. He has been a background performer, stuntman, actor, writer, producer, and yes, even a director over his 40-year career. In 2017, he decided to become a candidate for the SAG after a presidency as he saw that the union was not properly representing its members over the last few years. We caught up with Pete after he returned to L.A. from Vancouver shooting a TV series. Uh, Pete, it's been a while. I'm glad we connected through Facebook. Thank you for coming on the uh, podcast. Um, I've been following you all year regarding you being a presidential candidate for the Screen Uh Actors Guild. Um, Surprise me. I don't think there's ever been a stuntman so vocal about running for president. Yeah, not correct. Uh, um, Our our union is made up of, or our guild is made up of a diverse uh, amount of performers that it used to be the Screen Actors Guild, in uh, in my opinion, I still feel that it's a Screen Actors Guild. But um, as far as SAG after goes, um, the facts are the reality is that it's a diverse group of performers, background artists, singers, dancers, puppeteers, uh, you know, uh, obviously stunt performers, and um, and singers. And each category uh, deserves to be represented equally with the same amount of passion. Um, because all of them individually have issues. And it seems that the only people that get representation are the actors and they leave everyone else out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they merge because they, they really have done no other department, you know, any good because they figure that the stunt community maybe it's four, 4% of the amount of, amount of members. But what they don't factor in is the amount of money earned by a group. And the stunt community is one of the, you know, the top earners, uh, for the amount of people that are that are in it, then in any category, because obviously there's 144,000 members that are active, but the amount of people, the percentage of actors that that earn money, you know, are there might be, you know, five percent of them. Where if there's you know 3,000 or 4,000 stunt people, there's a couple thousand. There's 50 percent, 40 to 50 percent that earn really earn a living, and um, it's it's different because. Uh, then you, when you, when the our leadership looks at the big picture, they say, well, the stunt community has issues A, B, C, and D, but they're only a small percentage, and we're not going to strike over that position because we have to look at the big picture. When it, it, they really don't understand economics, because if they looked at the economics, they would find figure out that the the, the top grossing films in in the last thirty to forty years have been action films, and those action films at the box office. Mm-hmm. The economics then trickle down to paying uh, producer salary, at the actors millions of dollars. What they get, what, what they get to actually to, to perform in them, the agents, um, the managers, everyone uh, to the hairstylist on down on the big films. The reason they can do them is because the studio can pay them because the studio earns money from the type of genre that makes money. Because we have to understand that we love art and film and cinema. We have to understand it's a business and whatever genre and show makes the most money. Cause I could be the best actor in the world. 
I could be five times better than De Niro and Pacino put together. But if I'm not selling tickets, I'm not going to be in those big movies that those studios are back in. It's, it's just simply business. So you have to look at the reality of things. You can't look at it like uh, from an altruistic point of view. Oh, I really passionate about that. This has to be done this way. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the in order to, to make anything progress or run a business model that works. You have to come at it from reality because there's two things. There's there's the way the world is and the way you want it to be. And no amount of emotion in the world is going to change reality. So you have to come from that position first. I, I agree. And I've, I, from what I read and read your posts and listened to some of the, um, I saw some YouTube videos. I saw that you were endorsed by Sly Stallone, Cuba Gooding Jr. and so forth. And these are not only actors, but, you know, can also do stunts. I mean, Sly Stallone. I mean, obviously you've been friends with him for a long time. There's so many people who are on your page that I saw that that were very interested in supporting you to become president. Um, no one's ever tapped into the questions that you were asking to its board members. I think it's, it's pretty revolutionary. I've never seen it happen in the past. This is the first time it was just flat out questions and answers, and they were not answering your questions throughout, from background performers to stunt performers, and like you said, puppeteers. I didn't know that you were also a background performer. You had done pretty much everything from stunts to um, acting to directing to producing. So you've done basically everything in the in the industry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, working all the contracts, I started as a background artist in 1979 to learn how the infrastructure of the business works because mm-hmm. once you when you start you got to learn how to how do you get in the studio you know how the wardrobe makeup department works what is a call sheet how do you navigate the system the studio system or the film system and the television system and what it's like to be on a set how the, what the protocol is it's a it's a great way you know, way to learn things though i don't think uh, the background artists are treated very well but I, I I started that way because I was I was you know planning on becoming a stunt performer and an actor. The people that were my mentors said this is a, it's a good way to do. Uh, you can do this kind of work until you start you know breaking into the the, the different fields and the the stunt work and, and the acting. So that's what I did. So uh, in in regards to that, I did a lot of commercials as well. I, you know I've I've done quite a lot of commercials as a as a an actor and a stunt performer, and it's. Uh, uh, an interesting situation because beside that, yeah, obviously I, I work the acting contracts, the stunt contracts. Um, I haven't been a singer. That's one of the things that I don't do. <laughs> but um, but I um, but the contracts. The, the I was in the Screen Actors Guild before it merged. You know, from 1979 to 2012, acting contracts or voiceovers. They did, you know, VO or or acting or commercials or stunts. And singers were on our contract, and dancers were on our contracts. They also had they had I, they had different ones for. Uh, for whatever category they were in, but um, but the principal dancers, I mean, they have their own uh, uh, their deal, and, and obviously um, there's there's issues that I had felt a kinship with because you know they beat up their bodies and they work on wires and they jump and they do acrobatics and they don't get paid properly and they should get paid properly and they should be able to retire at 55 with a full pension just like stunt people should be able to retire and they can't mm-hmm. they can only retire with a full pension at 65. Hmm. And, uh, and you could work 35 years. I've been in the business, you know, what, 39 years. I can't retire with a full pension. I only could get 70% of mine, whereas a staff member can work only 20 years and they get the best five years, uh, of cumulative earnings. And that's usually the last five at, at the guild. So if they work, if they, if they were, you know, 55 years old and they started at age 35, 
at the guild and they made $100,000 a year for the last five years on the average, their pension would be $70,000 a year for the rest of their life as oh opposed to Tom Cruise. As opposed to Tom Cruise, who's made hundreds of millions of dollars, and at age 55, if he were to retire, um, he could only get uh, uh, 70% uh, of, of of the max, which is 96,000, 70%. So you're talking about 70% of what is of the of the max. So he would only be entitled to about 67,000 dollars a year, which means an employee who made who who could have made $2 million in their lifetime, as mm-hmm. opposed to Cruz making three, four or 500 million, he gets a better pension than Cruz. Now the, 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 there's over, uh, there's over a hundred and there's over a hundred people that out of 600 and I think 30 to 35 employees that make in between a hundred and 600 and, and sorry, and $700,000, $700,000 a year, the top 21 uh, employees make about 5.6 million according to the LM2 statement. And it's really, you know, kind of dis, you know, disingenuous that the last, you know, four years that the, these exec, this executive staff would get over a million dollars in raises while the singers, dancers, and stunt people were reduced to one office without the representatives available, enough of them uh, available to them to to fight and process their claims. And you know, people are always talking about a valuable staff. That's these are people that the people that talk about the valuable staff are basically our current leadership led by. Uh, Gabriel Cateris, they and and most of the people on the national board don't make much money, mm-hmm. and they talk about how valuable the staff is, and yet our contracts every year, every negotiation go down. Uh, we get less coverage. There's less background coverage. There's there's less residual. Uh, there's less contract enforcement, uh, and yet the the highest amount of work now is on new media. It's not very new anymore, but. Uh, 80% of the money earned of the work, not the money earned, but 80% of the work, the employment is in new media and, and less than 20 is the networks and the networks are the highest paid by far. And the new media, which everyone is watching on their iPhones, iPhones, iPads and notebooks, they get paid, you know, peanuts compared to what the network is and their residuals uh, are basic, basically non-existent. So um, we need actual leadership that will r- run economics and and run at the proper economic analytics. So you could go to Netflix and, and say, this is your year end earnings and, and Hulu and, and, and Amazon and say, well, we got your earnings this year and your forward guidance is a, is a billion on top of that next year. So you certainly have the money to pay X, but um, you know, they don't do that and there's gotta be a fair share. And then they talk about the biggest issue, which is healthcare. And yet, you know, in Los Angeles or California, is supposed to be a liberal state. Mm-hmm. And yet the producers out here who call themselves liberals, and not all of them mm-hmm. are, are liberal, but most, I'd, I'd be fair to say that most of California is a democratic state. And yet they don't even provide a, a, a living wage. There wasn't one background job, not one background performer job added, not one, which is ridiculous. They, the background performer, unless you're standing on a steady show, there's no way you can make a living wage. Mm-hmm. You, you can't make enough money to earn uh, health care. So for the liberals that are producers that make, you know, millions and millions of dollars and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. they're actually denying health care. And they, they cry to Washington about the health care. And yet th- their actions take health care away from families that need it. So it's a bit duplicitous, their actions and what they do mm-hmm. and, and what they say and what they do. It's duplicitous. Yeah, I, I call them limousine liberals. 
Uh, Pete, for some now I've heard this and I've watched your YouTube videos and I've read your rants and stuff. How was it that you know I voted for you, but I thought it was common sense. I really believe that you were going to succeed. Were people just looking for complacement? Were they just content with who was already in power? They're like, well, who's the stunt guy who's going to like change everything? It's like I don't know who, who like. Were they uncomfortable with your yeah. delivery? I mean, what, what was going on? <clears throat> no. For, you first had a of lot all, of votes. It's, <clears throat> but it's about access. And I don't even buy the votes because there's everywhere I travel, people say they voted for me. And, and I should have, I, I, I would seem to me that there's, uh, there would have been a lot more votes. And though, <clears throat> though it's conjecture, I mean, they had problems with integrity voting systems before. And you can look it up, mm. Google integrity voting systems and malfeasance and, and, um, uh, you know, Integrity Voting Systems is a client of Comcast. So, I mean, or Comcast is a client of Integrity Voting Systems and Comcast, you know, is run Universal and they're, it's a conflict of interest for, for them to be, you know, uh, run the votes for anything to do with producers and, and, and actors because the bottom line, it, it would be best for someone like me not to be in office because if I was in office, I just hold people financially accountable and, I, you know, I run a, a business model or what I would do is it was I would shift the business model to bring it in the 21st century and actually implement uh, technology, machine learning, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, face recognition, voice recognition, so we can track our performances and and your voice and your face 24 hours a day in real time all across the globe. So instead of uh, companies like Netflix telling us and studios telling us and uh, what they're paying us, we would then be able to tell them what they owe us. It'd be it would be reversed. And that technology is available. And whether the current leadership, I mean, the current leadership has to stop acting like children. It's not their money. And they spend our money like it's like it's the, it's an endless supply. There's there's very little fiscal responsibility. I did a breakdown of the LM2s. It can be found. The LM2s are the financial statements that are legal, signed by the secretary treasurer uh, of the Screen Actors Guild, currently is Jane Austen. And 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 this is a public legal document that can be found on the Department of Labor's website. I went over them and, and found a lot of extremely questionable spending. I mean, our union spended spent sixty six million. Sorry, sixty six thousand dollars on little sag after pins. Why on earth would you waste uh, that much money on pins? They spent eighty eight thousand, I think, or a little over eighty eight thousand on coffee. With the amount of money they make, they can buy their own coffee. Yeah. And the bottom line is that $88,000 a year, I can buy, I'd rather buy another business rep to, to take care of us. And we spend 5.18 in rent, rent, which is ridiculous in Los Angeles, and an additional 600000 in parking, which wow. means you're almost wow. spending $6 million in rent a year. That's, that's financially absurd. You could certainly purchase a warehouse, a building. There's been so many places, I don't care if it's Santa Monica or Silmar, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. The point is, if, if it was in any uh, good part of town or decent part of town, the point is you'd make it a destination stop. It's not a point, oh, I have to be in glamorous, gl glamorous Beverly Hills. You have to run it like a business. So if it was in North Hollywood where the Television Academy is and there was a 25,000 square foot warehouse and they outfitted it, oh my God, for $20 million, you could create a palace mm -hmm. with a 500-seat equity theater. You could create offices. You could rent them out. You could do what the DGA does. Create it. Make it like a business. You, you can have green screens just like YouTube. It's a YouTube model, a Google mm -hmm. campus. Uh, 
a place where you can have a collective group of performers, uh, uh, artistic community, which it's meant to be instead of us. The staff is here. The leadership's mm -hmm. here. You can't talk to them. They always bullshit you. They never tell you the truth. Every time you make resolutions, nothing gets done. They got a convention like after had every two years. They spend almost a million dollars and it's a complete waste of time. They get nothing done, nothing accomplished, but spend our money. The million dollars should be served by lawyers to go after uh, studios to get our residuals to enforce our contracts um, to create uh, uh, work, to organize background, to organize singing work, to, to, to solidify uh, our our work and and present a, a business model that becomes a value add so it becomes prestigious again like when I joined and you joined mm -hmm. the the union where we were proud to have a sag card wow we got, we got a card man baby anything's possible we got this card that allows us to perform in union productions well right now mm -hmm. the actions of the leadership in my humble opinion is union busting uh, the contracts this is the worst contract that we ratified in the history, in my opinion, of SAG-AFTRA, uh, with tremendous rollbacks. They took away our travel provisions uh, that we've had for over 60 years. That's what uh, on television. I remember reading yeah. that. Yeah, but on television, you can if I fly to New Mexico to do a guest star on a show or, or do a stunt or whatever, or anybody that flies there, you fly, you only get five, five, 500 instead of a, a fifth of your weekly, which you're supposed to get. So if you're getting a $4,000 weekly, you're supposed to get one fifth of that, and now you're only going to get five hundred. Then, when you show up, when you go from the hotel to the set, you got to provide your own transportation, and you don't get paid for that. So, if it's an hour to the set, an hour back, you don't get paid for that two hours. So, if you had a if you had a uh, a twelve hour day, it becomes a ten hour day, and then they don't have to. It doesn't go towards your turnaround. So then they could bring you in instead of the twelve hour turnaround mm -hmm. to give you proper rest. They can bring you in ten, which which starts getting unsafe because if if actors don't get sleep. Crew doesn't get sleep, and obviously there's there's people that uh, have you know have died from falling asleep at the wheel. Just last week there was a, a kid from Riverdale, a show in um, yeah I read that in in Canada in mm -hmm. Vancouver that fell asleep a 20 year old kid because it's unsafe to have this turnaround. It's and, and our leadership doesn't doesn't seem to give a damn about human life. The problem is they keep talking safety first. They can talk all they want. Jawboning is John Bo. People are their actions, and their actions do not back up their words. Mm -hmm. They, if they cared about people, they would have said no to this turnaround. Absolutely not. And they could have brought OSHA in, and it would have cost the producers billions if they wanted to come in and have OSHA come in and regulate the safety. Mm -hmm. So, the bottom line is that that um, we need better leadership. And and actors shouldn't be running our union. They're actors. They got no experience in business. Uh, we should have people that have turned to profit. Our current uh, national executive director is a lawyer. He's never turned to profit, and he, he's not a and he's not been he's not the president of of Bank of America or Hewlett Packard. He hasn't come from a background where he where he's been in any small business or mid level or big businesses or multi billion dollar businesses, which is what we are. Mm -hmm. um, that turned a profit. So you have a lawyer running 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 with no checks and balances. Two lawyers, CEO, CEO. And we're not talking about how nice people are. It's, this isn't about personalities or mm -hmm. whether we, we – it's not about liking somebody because if I hate them and they make me money, you want them in business. If your broker makes you money and he's a prick, who gives a shit? He keeps making you money. If he's the nicest person in the world and he loses you money, great. Sorry, I got to change because it's not working. I mean it's like having a doctor. If your doctor is incompetent, 
Yeah. You can't mess with your system. I mean, having our current president, Gabriel Gutierrez, as president is like, it's like, would you want her to fly a commercial airline from New York to Los Angeles? No. <laughs> Why would you? Because she's not qualified to do so. She's certainly not qualified to run a corporation. Yeah. So the bottom line is I'd ra I would rather have a paid position and pay someone a few hundred thousand dollars with bonus with a bonus structure in place that if you earn us money, save us money, you get paid for for for, for performance. And our national board has failed in the last since 2000 oof, since 2008 and and 9, our national board on both sides has failed. There's too much egotistical infighting. They have to look at the big picture and understand there's a business. There's been mm -hmm. some phenomenal people like Kent McCord, uh, who used to be, who was the first vice president, a phenomenal unionist that protected people um, with uh, a sound research and 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 business strategies because he, he was an actor that started one and Adam 12. But he was one of those people that had a really good brain. And he, Tom Bauer, Scott Carlson, I mean, Scott Wilson, sorry, um, when you study incessantly and you have a brain, that's what's the beauty of the Internet is you can study corporate law, you can study finance, you can do anything you wish. Mm -hmm. And if you put the time in, then you can start questioning uh, what's happening. In 2003, Connie Stevens wanted to buy a building. I think on Sunset Boulevard, that building would have profited, would have been in the black and profited SAG, SAG now SAG after over $50 million to date. But they don't do it. They say they're not in the real estate business. Well, the DGA owns it. The WGA owns it. Our pension plans owns it. Mm -hmm. Owns it. The DGA, you know, has over $100 million in real estate. They rent offices. They are in a business. They understand what a business is. And and we should be running SAG after the same way. I, I wish to, to create a SAG after channel uh, where we can, like YouTube has little stages, we produce our own things, we sell it, create our own content, our own sponsorship. We need to create our own website, like iActor, that we have should be like Actors Access, but 10 times uh, fortified with technology, so you can have an app on your phone and submit yourself to any project in your region union all across the country, no matter what your, my iPhone goes to Minneapolis, boom, whatever union shows are in Minneapolis, pop up, I could submit. Whatever it is that you have access to everything which your union should provide for you. And, and, and I don't believe that a union should separate. You have non-union background and union. If it's a union, everybody under our contract should be union. That's mm -hmm. the way I feel. I feel that everyone should be union. And the bottom line, they're trying to, to bust them and break it apart. And we have leadership that doesn't have the backbone or the, or the education to understand how to develop new business models to create revenue to protect our, our pension and health plans, mm -hmm. yeah. which is paramount. So, so all this information, I mean, Pete, <laughs> myself and, and thousands of others had no idea about the um, SAG-AFTRA rent and not diversifying into other real estate. I assume that they would have bought into real estate holdings like the DGA and so many other corporations who are not in real estate do that. They do it simply because it makes common sense in the business world. I didn't know that they didn't. And uh, I don't know if enough people know this stuff and your passion for this. To me, it's, you know, it's a shame you didn't win. But would you run again for, say, yeah, president uh, now that you have a voice and now people have heard you? 
can it, can it not be magnified now? I mean, would you only be stronger the next couple of years with that? Mm. Yeah. Because everything makes sense. I mean, to have a channel, a SAG after channel makes a lot of sense. All these things that you mentioned, and Kelly next to me is agreeing on all this stuff. He's a young filmmaker, and we're mm. nodding. I want a labor broadcast, mm -hmm. a broadcast, SAG after a broadcast, all over the country at our hubs on a weekly basis. The bottom line is the broadcasters need to be in there. I wanted to create a key card for $100 a year. Every member that joins a union, we'll, we'll create in, in Atlanta and in California and in New York and in, and in Chicago. We get a community center with computers and cameras and voiceover booths so you can go and, 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 and you can type resumes. If you got to go down an audition and send your video across the country or wherever, you can walk into the, your community card with a lounge and you could stick your card in there. You could jump on a camera. You could hit your audition and you could email it anywhere you need to go. You'd have a, a VO booth to do the same thing for auditions. And then you have a broadcast where we have our union broadcasters, you know, creating our, our own content with our own viewership, with our own advertisement, because and I, and I believe, you know, we have a nonprofit. I believe we should be responsible. We should we should use the money to obviously mm -hmm. en enrich. We pay the people. We enrich our own uh, our own general fund, which then protects us and gives us a strike fund. But then I, I also believe we should be responsible to the planet and donate a small uh, a percentage to to you know initiatives that deal with Mother Earth that protect a planet that sustain all life here. Because uh, if our let's all face the facts, if our rainforests keep getting cutting down, our ecosystem. If mm -hmm. it ever gets destroyed uh, within 100 years, there will be no human beings on this planet again. We'll all, we, we will have extincted ourselves, you know, by way of arrogance, in my opinion, because all human beings uh, need to understand that we're all interdependent. There shouldn't be any any there's enough food and water on this planet for no kids to be starving, to, for no kids to go hungry. There shouldn't be drug infested places. It should be a. Uh, 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 a, co a company where healthcare sh shouldn't matter because uh, all people in, in an inter interdependent society should be taking care of each other. And it's a barter system. Mm -hmm. You know, no one should be left out on the street cold and, hung un and, and hungry, desolate. And, uh, you know, uh, we're not responsible. If we're responsible for all beings, uh, w when you walk down the street, life would be a lot different. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, 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 the, and because one thing that people don't realize which is the planet, Mother Earth, without it, all your house, my house, mm -hmm. cars, skyscrapers, water, food, plants, everything comes from Mother Earth. And yet we, the beings, and people call us locusts, some because we destroy the water, we destroy the food, we destroy the air, we, we destroy the, the, the oceans, we pollute them with radiation and oil, and it's all about the money. And that's all that it matters. If you turn a profit, well, people have to, to wake up to the fact and the reality that there's no wealth in the material, only in the spiritual. And, and if we don't start, you know, coming together to make a difference, all of us, you know, from every nation in this world, we're, we're going to uh, uh, destroy ourselves. And I'm, I'm not committed to that. Uh I, I find you to have always been a very passionate person on all these uh, subjects. You're like the Bernie Sanders of SAG. I think if you did run again and, and maybe more people had heard of you, I think you have a good shot at it, Pete. I mean, I don't know, because things are changing. The world is changing. We are changing. I know these big companies kind of run everything, but uh, there are enough independent voices like yourself. Like you had the balls 
to push that energy and that reality right up to the SAG uh, presidency to become a candidate? Well, they, they, you know, they refuse or Gabriel Gutierrez, um, I think she's a nice person, but she's just unfit mm-hmm. um, to, to, to be president. Because you, yeah, but, but no, but, and, 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 I, and I personally don't, I think the secretary treasurer, I, it's not about that. I think they're nice people, but they're not educated enough and to do the job. And a secretary treasurer is a, is a economic job. And there's 99% and 98% of all guild members certainly are not qualified to do that. You have to understand how to trade Forex. The, the definition is protecting every dollar in the treasury, which means trading dollars on the open market in different currencies to protect your, your treasury, for, you know, for, you know, protecting uh, uh, us against the downturn like in 2008 or nine, when corporations were getting hammered by the stock market. A lot of them push, put their money into currencies that were rising against the dollar Mm-hmm. To protect some of their money, uh, aside from that, or or protecting, you know, making sure that the well-being of the pension and health plan is, is there, making sure that the money managers are are responsible and doing their job, and making sure that they're audited, you know, at, with qualified audits on a on a like a you know to every two three years. So that's a forensic type audit, you know, because they have normal audits that are unqual called unqualified that have no mm-hmm. standing in the court of law, but qualified audits have a standing in the court of law. So. I mean, really, if you really want to be protected, you want to know where all your, your money's going. And, you know, and every few years you have to do this to protect the members' money. And that hasn't been done at SAC after, which is one of the biggest uh, beefs that I had or, or um, complaints that I had. But the problem with it, if people, if the if 144,000 people actually read or heard my message, I would have won, in my opinion. I would have won because they uh, mm-hmm. they would re- they would resonate with that. But But I believe... What happened was, is our current president used uh, the money of all the members' dues, and all it, they wanted to pass this contract. And the contract, um, uh, by definition, uh, the marketing of that contract usually is the board, the national board recommended 77.5% to vote yes, and 22.5% voted no. That's uh-huh. it. That's that's their decision. Now read the contract. And make your own decision. So they didn't do that. They let Gabriel Cateras fly all over the country to all the locals with our money, stay in hotels with uh, several other people that we pay, mm-hmm. uh, wasted our money when all they had to do. You got questions about our contract? Sit your butt in L.A., jump on a podcast like we're doing and have a Q&A. This is what we feel because they had overwhelming uh, a lack of support. People were ripping them to shreds on on social media and then it was the first time they did this electronically which i don't believe was legit at all i think it's a i think in my opinion i think it's a farce because hmm. they could then measure the vote they sent five uh they said uh, big postcards and smaller postcards in the mail five different times if they weren't losing the vote they wouldn't send it out because they could monitor it's a great but, point and, but it's a farce because they shouldn't have been allowed the monitor should have been a written vote the bottom line is the contract is horrible. Uh, I believe in my and my heart. I believe our negotiators sold us out. I believe the actions of our of our executive staff are grossly incompetent. They have failed for eight years to nine years to produce a decent contract. They've rolled over over five hundred million from network to new media. That's a loss to all performers. Mm-hmm. Uh, our pension plan was barely funded at eighty percent. 
but though it was a little below that. Why do you think this is happening? Why do you think it's such a failure? Like, why why are they not thinking on a financial level? I mean, are they just uh, eating balls? They're actors. Look, so I think some of them actually mean well, but I think they're, they're trying to operate out of being right or using their egos instead of reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think they're some people think they're doing a good job. They're not. They have to look at the numbers. I mean, if our pensions funded 80 percent, we're not making money. If actors are making money in their contracts, they'd be enriched. And it's the same thing. The DJ's contract is funded their 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 pension and health plans, 95 percent. And the Writers Guild funded 92 percent. Ours is 80. There's a reason for that. Now, the people that don't know anything about economics keep saying, well, we have a lot more people. Well, absolutely, we do. But Mm -hmm. we also have, by the same token, the same economic metric that we have that many more people contributing to our plan. So the Writers Guild and the DJ have less people in them, but they have less contributors. Hmm. We have more people and more contributors to our plan. See, and the bottom line, are, we have we, people are like myself. We're the norm. We don't understand finance, Pete. You are a financial major. I mean, you're 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 a day trader. You're, you know, you could have been a stockbroker at the same time. You sure. understand this stuff, and I understand that you understand it because it boggles my brain. I spoke to a mutual friend of my of ours, John, and he just boasts about how much you know about the stock market, about how businesses run, about how corporations are manipulating the general population. I am that population that's constantly being manipulated. I don't have that background, and neither are many of the Screen Actor Guild members. So your voice is important, but you know there weren't that many people who heard your voice. If we heard what you just said in the last half an hour— you're shooing. Yeah, the thing is that that economically, um, there are some very bright people, and and there and we have some bright, very bright people in, in our union. But the thing is, like, if there's a problem in finance, if the secretary tech secretary treasurer just opens up her mouth and is against something, uh, uh, or big national board members speak out harshly in the bo- national boardroom, that doesn't do a membership any good because they don't know about it. Mm-hmm. If they go to the press and say, this is what our leadership's doing, and they start getting this message out, then people are going to start coming unglued and saying, hey, this isn't right because it's a member-run run union. And currently, it, it, th- this union is run by the staff, for the staff, for the benefit of the staff. It has nothing to do with member services. And and the bottom line is that I don't know, I don't know any, any union body in the world from any trade that would allow people to be on a national board. Who don't even have a vested pension it's it's really it's really dangerous mm-hmm. and disingenuous that uh, uh they would have people that they would even allow to run and serve on a national board of uh, the biggest uh, performers union in the world who'd actually don't make a living in our union you wouldn't find that in the carpenters union you have master carpenters master electricians mm-hmm. uh, that that's the equivalent of me demanding to be the president or the vice president uh, or on the board of directors of the uh, of the American Medical Association, um, because I watched Doctor uh, Kildare, or I watched Doogie Howser when I was a kid, or or the the, the fact is is that it's the same thing that if I wish to be the president of the Airline Pilots Association, because I fly commercial fifteen times a year and I'm qualified. Well, there's people that have made three to five thousand in the last twenty years. That run forever. They're on our boards. There's people in New York mm-hmm. who have no business uh, making any financial decisions about people that have a financial future because 
it doesn't affect them. It's certainly not fair to any members. And as long as the unconscious membership wishes to allow that, they deserve the leadership they get. So I'm, it's a very, you know, interesting time. And it's very dangerous because our pension plan is on the verge of being underfunded. And, and with the horrible new media contracts mm-hmm. and the continuation of Marvel shows, what people don't understand is they say we got 300 or 360% of an increase in residuals in new media. That's completely false because um, if, if Marvel or Netflix has shows that were licensed in 2014 and 2000 and 2011, if they were licensed then uh-huh. uh, or pre-217, uh, they can use those shows, though they haven't been produced, under the old contract terms because it, it goes by licensing. So hmm. only the new shows get affected. There's so many of the old shows, it's it's practically uh, neg- negligible, uh, the benefit, and the benefit is so small because you get residual after one year. Could you imagine that? A new media, one year. Now you get, get it after three months, quarterly. When you run a network television show, y- you're on TV uh, one time, if it played, if you reran five times for five weeks, uh, five weeks after that, you'd have a residual every week. Hmm. Uh, you get you, you, it takes it just takes five weeks on network television to pay you. But and then it's it's subscription based. So the formula is certainly not like uh, not like networks. It's only 30 percent. So if you maxed out, you'd get about, I don't know, somewhere around in the neighborhood of twelve hundred bucks, eleven seventy, something like that. And oh. um and that means if you work one show, you'd get 1170 and it has to be a brand new show under the new contract. But if it's any of the Marvel stuff, you still got to wait a year to get nothing. Uh-huh. Look, I, I did a show in New York and not a network show. And then it moved over to ABC.com. Um, I got a, a, a big normal residual, uh, you know, at the time, the, the I think the a few years ago, I think the max was about, I don't know, 3350. And then. All the other shows I did were moved over to ABC.com, which I got about six or eight dollars a show. If it would have been on the network, I would have made over thirty thousand Plan One healthcare oh. and more money towards my pension and health. What they don't understand is all the contract cuts that they allow, and, and they don't create new contracts. Instead, that's why I want to create new employment because you want to create new complex and voice voiceovers and better contracts for dancers mm-hmm. and singers who wreck their voices. Um, they should have. Uh, better rest periods. There's a lot of things that they didn't do because they have not looked out for singers, dancers, and actors, and and um, and stunt performers. So the bottom mm. line is that you know I just looked at this. Um, I just got in the mail today. Madam President, they had Gabriel Cateras on it, and to me, you know, that's more propaganda. You know what the new contract, what these gains mean for you? They mean nothing. Mm-hmm. The giveaway, the giveaway. They don't. What they don't give you is the other side of the metric. The economics, the giveaways in this contract from uh, the lack uh, of thought put forth in the new media contracts, because most of the shows are still licensed pre-217, which is still residuals after a year. And the millions of dollars in giveaways Hmm. from the the travel that that our collective bargaining agreement has had in full force for the last 60 years that they just gave away. And they said it didn't exist, which is an out and out, in my opinion, a bold faced lie, because every time we travel on location, whether it be television or film, because we have a we had a two, we had a TV theatrical codified agreement. It's not a TV agreement 
and a theatrical agreement. Yeah. We've always had a TV theatrical codified agreement. And in that agreement, it unequivocally states, when you travel from the producer's base, which is Los Angeles, anywhere outside of Los Angeles, you travel. Uh, uh, travel time shall be deemed as work time. Mm -hmm. And any time waiting shall be work time. So if you're waiting at the hotel and you have a 6 a.m. call and they pick you up, the minute they pick you up, the minute your call time is, you're on the clock until you get back. Mm -hmm. And it's called, it's referred to as portal to portal, but that's not the contract law. That's just a term. It's the travel provisions. The travel provisions were violated by SAG-AFTRA, and they didn't enforce it in the last two years. And their excuse is, well, people were doing it all over the country, and they were only they weren't paying portal to portal. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. The guild SAG-AFTRA didn't enforce it, and they try to flip it. If they would enforce it, they would get millions of dollars to members. Mm -hmm. And the the la lastly, they don't go after our residuals. They have something called residual pooling. We do a show like you've done a show in Greece. Yeah. You do a show in UK. We did a show in Africa. So we do a show in Greece and Africa. And there's four SAG members on it. And then there's 45 South Africans. And then you go to the UK. There's six SAG performers and there's 50 uh, UK members. The producers mm -hmm. throw all the other performers in your residual pool. And they act and they split it up as as if they're paying all the members when when it should be just divided amongst the SAG members because the UK people don't have residuals in a contract. Neither do the South Africans. They don't have it in their mm -hmm. contract. So all that money is due SAG after members. What they do is they 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 act like it was split up between all these people, but they keep the money. The producers keep the money. Mm -hmm. So there's there's hundreds of millions of dollars that are owed to SAG members uh, in that case alone. Uh, other things are is they they sure they take um, our TV movies a week sometimes and they change the title and they just show it for and no one gets paid. There's a lot of ways that, that I won't get into other than that, that people, they're not just paying our, our, they're not paying our fair share of residuals because we don't have the auditors to, uh, or the manpower to do that. Uh -huh. They think it's more important to give the staff raises than it is to, to hire people that it could actually, you know, audit and protect the money of the SAG after members. And, and, and again, everyone needs to be protected. I'm shocked that Gabriel Cateros got elected because I was shocked. There's no, the no, there's no background performer in the country that should have voted for her. Yeah. They, they, they did nothing for her. They, I mean, excuse me. She or her group or, or, or her agenda d did nothing. The contract, mm -hmm. the contract gave background nothing. They got no gains. They called a gain in the CW. Oh, we got a we got a raise in the CW. There's only two CW shows shooting in the United States. All the rest are in Vancouver or in Canada. So, <laughs> how much work is on two is in is in two shows? And if those two if those shows get canceled, that means the the old contract goes into force, which gives even less jurisdiction to the background performers. And then in California, after ten hours, we got or sorry, after the ten, we have double time. That's labor law in California. So they're saying the background artists, we got you that. It's something. Anybody that works at McDonald's gets that. And they think it's an achievement for them to get it. The fact is, is they don't stand, they don't stand up for people. And then there is a thing that I call humanity, like all souls are created equally. And this, this bothers me hmm. from being a background performer. When you're a background performer, I go to a table to eat. <laughs> Cruel and you get out of here. What do you get at? What if it was your mother, your father? Let me tell, let me tell you something. Somebody said that to my mother. You know, people want to crack them. How dare you be disrespectful? 
to that person. Does mm-hmm. that person, because he's not an actor or he's not a stunt person or doesn't have a SAG contract, is he any less of a human being than you that you can't tell me that he can't eat the same food? Oh, if there's a, a better uh, layout of food, you want to keep him eating potato chips because he's a background performer? Mm-hmm. Disgusting. That doesn't that Disgusting. doesn't fly with me. There's no place for that. It's been like there that for none. years and years and years. But but there's no place for that. And any you work at Google from the lowest programmer to the janitor, you go to their cafeteria, you eat great food, you do whatever they do, you get treated like human beings. There is no way mm-hmm. that anybody should be treated any less. Such a high hierarchy uh, system with the with the actors' unions. It's disgusting. I've seen it. I've worked it. I've I've been a, you know, a part of it and a victim of it. You know, you potato yeah, yeah. chips all day long and apples. And it's yeah. just it's disgusting. It's so disrespectful to be on that set fourteen hours a day and get treated like shit. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's you, like you're paying your dues. No, you're you're working like anybody else. I work as a. I didn't like it. Hey, you got talked to sometime like you were a piece of garbage, and I remember. Yeah, uh, grabbing some AD at the time said, "I'd be, I'd watch your mouth." That guy was a world champion fighter, and he's working background because he wants to move up. And you think you don't know who any of us are? Mm-hmm. You don't know to That's what exactly our background, right. or our high levels of education, or our achievements. And you want to say, "Yes, babe," and wear an ascot and a cigarette holder and say, "Oh yeah, it's it's like that." You know, it's like old the Cecil B. DeMille, uh, you know, the issue. Well, old Hollywood was much better than the new Hollywood because, you know, the 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 old Hollywood had a, you know, had a different bit of a uh, a different bit of prestige and trained people. And the studio system taught mm-hmm. acting and dancing and singing. And they put you through this and they gave you this. I think London does the same thing. And when you worked out, when you were a contract player, you worked for different studios and and you did this. And if you happen to hit, you hit. But they train people here. All you got to do is know someone and you go in. Um, if you want to have artistic integrity, you know, in my opinion, there should be some kind of an apprenticeship program if you want to do it. And we know there's nepotism all over the world. But if you want to do it, mm-hmm. if you really want to do it, either you want to just be famous and be on a, you know, uh, a candy bar wrapper or you just want to be on you know, commercials and say everybody want to know who you are or you want to be respected for what you do. If I was a baseball player, I wouldn't you certainly couldn't be a baseball player if you hit fucking 65. Yeah. And you couldn't you couldn't bat your weight. I mean, I mean, the bottom line is that but you can be an actor or producer. Just somebody hires you and gives you a job. There, there is absolutely no qualifications to be an actor to be hired. There is qualifications to be an actor, but there's no qualifications to be hired as an actor. So and that has to change. And then in the stuck community, there's no safety. There's not one bit of safety. I'm appalled in our collective bargaining agreement and the sleep that they're now they now just gave away will cause more deaths. And mm-hmm. the bottom line is uh, there's no, the Screen Actors Guild should not have people that they hire that are lay people on the street. Every every person that deals with stunt issues or contracts should be retired stunt coordinators or stunt people that know the contract. Any investigators uh, from the studio should be stunt coordinators. They should be the ones to go out and investigate accidents because they know it because they lived it for so long. Yeah. They should be the ones, they should be the ones to be the safety officers because the safety officers or studios have no idea what stunt people do. They mm-hmm. walk out, they look at things. They wouldn't know if a, if a roll cage was welded incorrectly or if an airbag wasn't rated correctly or if a, if a catcher for if someone was doing a fall was rigged incorrectly. They wouldn't know anything. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't know that from a candy bar wrapper. I mean, the problem is, is you know, you know, the guy got mm-hmm. fell asleep, sag after sending people to investigate. Who are they going to send? 
Who are they going to send? Yeah. They have a, 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 what with a female that got they got killed on a motorcycle. SAG after sends Who are they going to send us? They they got they know nothing. They're sending incompetent people. They're not their bad. They're just incompetent. Mm-hmm. They're not qualified. It's like me saying, Gabriel or, or, or Miss Gutierrez, are you qualified to be SAG after president because people voted you in? No. If it was a business, would people want Gabriel Gutierrez to run their money? It's a business. Would they want her to be the broker dealer, the money manager? Would if that means everyone in SAG after when they voted for her is saying they want her to be the head of the money management? I find that highly dangerous. Not because she isn't a uh, a good person, mm-hmm. because she's just not qualified. Mm-hmm. That's agree. like saying Pete. That's like Pete saying Pete. Are are I qualified to uh, do uh, a sub zero or or a skydive right at the edge of our atmosphere? No, I'm not. I just say Pete. Are you qualified? No, I'm not. Are you qualified to perform? open heart surgery and do a transplant. I am not, I am not qualified to do that. So if, the, if they have no training in that, it doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means they're not trained in that. Mm-hmm. And people that run our ship should be people that have some education in that. And if they didn't, they should be, they should be hiring people that do, and they should be avid about doing it. Mm-hmm. They refuse to let me on the finance committee or the low budget committee or anything that has to do with contracts and business because I've spoken out against them and shown them different models. That's the hmm. ego of our business, though. I could benefit them if Gabriel's I told her this personally at the end of the election. I said, you know what? I'm, I've been against Ken Howard's positions and rightly so. I've been against most of your policies, but I have an education and I promise you that I could be a, of extreme of an extreme benefit when you're dealing with contract negotiations and to deal with finance and economics. And I, I'm certainly uh, uh, would be in addition to anything to do with new media and technology. And the, the, the people is they, they, they keep people out that don't share their views. If I couldn't mm-hmm. stand somebody that was on the opposite end of the coin, who, who was a brilliant in technology, I would want him on that committee. You, you know, it, it, you have to stop at the petty things. If, 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 if mm-hmm. someone voted against the president and he's smart, does that mean you don't want him in the business to help? Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, the bottom line is that if you're honorable, you should be able to go in and, you know, and deal with it. You, you should be able to deal with, you know, with certain things. But the problem is she doesn't listen to reality. Yeah. The bottom line is and a lot of people and I and then and I asked to debate her. Of course, she refused because she doesn't have the, the knowledge to debate mm-hmm. what I'm saying, because. But then again, they had her up on SAG after website pitching this contract. And that's illegal. Mm-hmm. It's against electioneering rules. It's during election season. So she's pitching a contract with her face on the video saying see, saying how good it is and without a con statement. I made videos, obviously, how, how poor it was. So did the other candidate, Isai Morales. He, he went on and told him that the contract was poor as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the bottom, the bottom line is... Um, how do you retain all this information, Pete? I mean, everything. I mean, there's a lot of information. I, I'm sure that those people who are running SAG right now, they don't know half of what you've said. They have no idea. And you recite it as if you wrote it, but you didn't. You just know it. I I, I studied in, incessantly. I had Tourette syndrome, as you know, when I was a kid. Yes. And uh, yeah, part of that was excessive, obsessive, compulsive, just, you know, a disorder. And um, when I didn't know something or I got on it, it or, or I... I had something in my head. That disorder, uh, it's like a blessing and a curse that enables you to go 
You just put your head down and you bury yourself. Kind of like Nick Cage's character in uh, Matchstick Man, which I believe he studied you in he that did. respect. He did, right? That's true. He did. Yeah, it was him. Yeah. That was me. And and <laughs> that 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 reminds me of you. I mean, he basically mimicked you as much as he could. <clears throat> he did a he did a great job. He I did. Thought they, I thought he did a phenomenal. I thought he did a phenomenal job in and and that. And I wrote a film called The Private War that <clears throat> is autobiographical. That'll be really really good to how that and in, in regards it's really in depth but i learned how to do things but i had a passion for for i always had a passion for for you know for economics but for anything that i had a passion for is like if, if somebody got sick i can the beauty about the internet is i can go online and study blood i can study you know mm -hmm. hematology i can study you know when my father got sick i I went in, you know at, at, at a certain time when it when it mattered i started studying blood and i'm thinking jesus what if I did that for two years straight? And I started talking to doctors, and the doctors kept started asking me, "Well, how do, how do you know that?" I said, "I just studied it. Why, you know, why aren't you why aren't you checking uh, about the light kappa chain fatty acids in my father's blood? Why is this happening?" I started talking and researching. Um, most people don't research, and one beautiful thing I learned about going to college: homework is not about getting it right. Homework is about homework. Hmm. Just do it. Learn to research. If you buy a car, research the car. Research the, what it, what the the ratings are for the um, for the safety. Research the longevity, the mileage, the the dependability. Research the a loan. Research the loan origination fees. Uh, you know, you know. Research the, any if it's adjustable. The resets. Research any of the uh, you know uh, how how what the fees are compared to, to to other companies in the marketplace. I mean, there's so many things. You could relate this to any subject, to mm -hmm. buying a hose for your house or a piece of pipe for your plumbing. I mean, you want to do something, so you do it right the first time, so you're not pennywise and pound foolish and put an inferior product in that'll break and cost you more money. It's like buying a like putting up a brick wall and not filling it with cement. And if something happened, the ground moves, you break the wall, you're going to pay double as opposed to filling it up cement, paying 15% more in the first place, but not having a problem and having longevity. There's all kinds of things mm -hmm. that you can study to think of um, to deal with it. And that's the approach I would run SAG after, like my own business, like you, real estate. Yeah, You buy real estate, I buy real estate. Um, yeah. That's very simple. But many other things, being accountable and not saying, oh, these people are so great. Well, you know, the, the leadership said, thank the leaders. They were oogling, saying what great negotiators they are. I'm so happy to have such a master negotiator. Why? How can you make that comment when you've never negotiated with any other negotiator? Yeah. <laughs> you've had one negotiator, and you're telling me he's brilliant without a partner. Uh, well, if you if, if you negotiated with four other people, and with a billion dollar contract, how do you know what's good and what's bad? Yeah. To me, it was an amateur negotiation, and um, many 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 other people would have done, in my opinion, a better job. And and as far as the members going in. They use people that they liked as opposed to the most educated to come in and help them. And again, it, this is like a microcosm of the rest of the planet mm -hmm. or the world. Not mad at them, but if they don't wise up, they're just going to – the SAG after will just be uh, – will implode from the inside out. The union will be broken and it will be a hobby. It will be – actors will be a part-time hobby business. The only people that will make money are big television stars and big film stars. Mm -hmm. And the stunt community um, – we would have been better off years ago to start their own union because uh, SAG certainly isn't uh, looking out for them. And the dancers would be better off doing the same thing. Um, uh, but it still would be a union. 
that wouldn't be breaking a union. That would be protecting mm-hmm. your own because they don't have people that do what we do. They don't. Small knit group community, but if they stood together, it'd be different. And there's plenty of money. Yeah. Look at the grosses of Amazon, Netflix, um, um, Lionsgate, TNT. Look at all of them with their mother companies. They make a fortune of money, more and more and more money. There's plenty of money to take care of everyone, and that's ethical. Why not spread the wealth, have all these people have health care, so the, the economy grows, people could spend more money, and, and people have a better attitude. Take care of them. Be yeah. fair with them. The, nobody would go to the movies without seeing actors they want to see, mm-hmm. unless you're watching a cartoon or a video game. Mm-hmm. But, but nobody would go. Yeah, they wouldn't. So their uh, their commodity is is valuable, but we don't have people that that will will stand for us, and that's a pity. So Pete, at this point, you're obviously going to try to run again, and hopefully it's going to work out. How do you manage all of it at the same time? Because you just came back from Vancouver from doing a, a TV show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, here you are, uh, and it's nonstop. Uh, Warren Beatty is my role model. Hmm. I, when I was a kid, when I was in the early 20s, I remember, in the and, and you, you might have been in the business, this is my, like my 39th year, and I remember uh, hearing people, the writer, who the fuck does he think he is? The writer wants to direct. The writer, do you believe that? The writer, <laughs> and the arrogance of the writer thinking he could direct. And I'm going, oh my God. And then Warren Beatty comes out, writes, reads, produces, stars, acts, and is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then now the writers have a better handle on it because they, they can interpret, interpret the material because they know the, the writer's intent. They are the writer. Yeah. And they direct the actors, right? So... So the bottom line is that paradigms always shift. And look, at if a background performer was brilliant in, in leadership and ran businesses and just did it and wanted to be the president of SAG after him, great. More power to him. It's not about someone once told me, well, it's more fitting that an actor should be the president of an acting union. Well, I act as well. I have phenomenal credits as an actor. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have obviously credits as a stuntman and a stunt performer. And the bottom line is. I, I also, you know, am writing and what do I love to do? Uh, I go where the universe takes me. I'm, I now I'm interested in doing, you know, projects that are more uh, socially conscious. Um, the day-to-day stuff is um, obviously I can't do um, the stunt work that I anymore like this, like I used to do. I do. I just like to do. I, I mean, I, if I do something, it's going to be. I can't do. You know, do anything like that's a that's the, the part because. You know, at, at most stunt people, you're done at age 55. Like a dancer, you're beat. You can't do it anymore. Your body's sure. beat up. You can't. You can't. You can't move it. You should be retired. You can't. Your body's been. I've had too many injuries. You know, and and not thank not not life debilitating, but enough to your neck, mm-hmm. your your parts of your body that you can't do what you did before. You just can't, and you can't. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, uh, uh, the guild has to make. Allowances. God, if I was a fireman or a policeman anywhere, I'd be retired after 20 years. Mm-hmm. Heck, so that means I started at 21. I'd have been 41. I'd have got a full pension. And when I was 60, and when they're then when I when I become 61, I'd have two pensions. Yeah. From doing something else. But they do that. Ma- imagine that a staff member after 20 years can get a full pension, uh, 70% of his full pension with a better terms and over double the t- uh, the terms and benefits than I can. And I'm working 39 years, and I can't do that. That is certainly we've been hijacked 
the Screen Actors Guild has been hijacked by people. And, and I'm calling for a federal investigation. I believe that it should be federally investigated. I, I, in my opinion, uh, I, I, you know, uh, you think it'll ever happen? Everything, I don't know. From whatever, from everything I've seen, there appears to be something deeper and darker going on there. Hmm. Okay. I don't know what to say, uh, Pete, but you've definitely enlightened us. I've uh, learned so much. Not that I haven't when I read your posts. I, I think you have a great shot at mm. becoming the president if your voice is heard. Right. If you just weren't heard enough. Is, and you didn't fly around the country on the, on the Screen Actors Guild dime, you know, yeah. uh, promoting yourself and so forth, you yeah. know, running around in a beautiful yeah. suit all day. Look, if we got a presidential candidate that had a huge name that I, that at this time, because mm -hmm. uh, I learned, I, I, I was really guided to get my voice out. I know Isai Morales beat Gabriel Guterres in California, but didn't have enough presence in the rest of the country. And but though Isai doesn't know what I know, it would have been better if we ran as a team, mm -hmm. me and him together as secretary, treasurer, president. I'd, I'd probably be more open. I'm, I'm better fit to be. I thought I was better fit. To, I'm better fit to be president because I can run a model. And if the president agrees with the changes in the business models, great. But the most important thing is like we really need to change. And and I've got my voice out there and I put enough information out to really open up people's eyes. And if they see that the next two years, I'll make it. I'll make I'll make a, a decision. If somebody runs that that is that has a, a name and people seem to run with names, if I could get my voice out all over the country mm -hmm. and I can pull it and I know that I would bang it out as a victory, uh, this time uh, I would do it again. If if I if not, I would run. I would certainly consider running with another person mm -hmm. to make sure that he got in. And, and if I ran the finance secretary treasurer, then I would be the same. I would out. I would uh, I would call for forensic audits because our our health plan our, has been embezzled. Our pension plan was embezzled twice. Uh, AFTRA's plan was embezzled uh, for 3.6 million. Uh, the bottom line is that they've never been forensically audited, that which is totally financially irresponsible in my opinion, borderline criminal. And okay. and the SAG the SAG uh, residual trust fund was embezzled, and there was an arrest uh, uh, conviction for 54 thousand uh, dollars. No one's forensically auditing anything. The bottom line is they merged our health plans. I think that we bailed out after in the merger, and I think we bailed out after his uh, health plan. I think that's uh, that's my opinion. But Craig Simmons, the whistleblower, also stated in his FBI complaint that uh, two years before they merged uh, SAG and AFTRA's health plan, that they were going to merge the health plans to cover up all the financial malfeasance. Huh. And um, we don't know until they do it, but our president and secretary treasurer have not been responsible, have not been transparent, have not been accountable enough to do so. And in my opinion, if you're not accountable or transparent, you have no business running our union. That's my opinion. Uh, and it's again, it's not about it's about what are you willing to stand for? If you want to mm -hmm. run for something, don't run to go to a cocktail party and get flown on our dime. Go to make a difference. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. And give and take. It's a business. I bet you I can make better deals with the producers and 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 make make concessions that will give us a benefit mm -hmm. and, and give and make the business better so it's a win-win situation. Yeah. And I don't I don't I don't actually think that that uh uh the current leadership in the last 8 uh, years has achieved that. Mm -hmm. So that's it. I don't either or most of us. Thank you for that, Pete. So much enlightening information and things that, again, I'm on the consuming end of this and I don't know a lot of this information. You read what you read, you move on, but this is important and I'm happy that you shared this with us. I was going to go into your stunt work and acting work and stuff, but this was much more important, I think, just because yeah, you're the uh, voice of.
Yeah. And, 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 and lastly, a shout out to Cuba and Sly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm, Sly, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. And, um, you know, he's been through a lot, you know, from the beginning to, to being, you know, I want to say the, um, mega performer, you know, writer, producer, director, mm-hmm. you know, art dealer. Uh, he, he's a very, very bright man. I'm, I'm very humbled by him, you know, supporting me and, He's, I know he's uh, uh, he's suing Warner Brothers for for profit participation that is owed to him, as did Don Johnson and Hal Needham and all kinds of other people, because say he basically in the article I just said it was Hollywood accounting and fraudulent accounting. Mm-hmm. Well, if they did it to Sly, how much do you think they owe actors? And they did it to, to Don Johnson. Don Johnson won. How much do you think they've done to actors? Mm-hmm. People just have to wake up instead of going. Well, I'll let the other guy handle it. Oh, I can't do anything about that. Or I just don't want to make any waves. Well, I, listen, complacency is 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 great. It doesn't get you anywhere. And when enough people become complacent, you you have to realize that being complacent is a part of the problem. There's a way to do things mm-hmm. um, peacefully, ethically, and stand up for yourself. There's there's you know you know the uh, the Constitution never made any gains without dissent. It's a great last statement, Pete. I love that. All right, Marco, good to see you. Good to talk to you. Me too, me too, me too. Blessings, thank you. Okay, I will speak to you very, very soon. All right, ciao. Okay, thank you. Ciao. That was Pete Antico talking about his time as a candidate for SAG after president. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Marco Kira signing off. We'll stand.